Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. He's getting ready to ask the state government for more money. He says the city's at risk of being decimated. So just watch this. We have created a funnel. All of the bordering states have now took the funnel right to New York City. New York, is the, New York City is the economic engine of this entire state and country. Mm. If you decimate this city, you're going to decimate the foundation of what's happening. Look at So you're more special than the people of Texas? That's your argument. You're more special than the people of Texas. Exactly the argument that people like Representative Ocasio-Cortez make about the people of Indiana. Look at all that farmland. Why should you have as many votes in the Senate as we do? My God, Wyoming. Why in the world should you be allowed equal representation? You ain't got no people. The argument of now we have to pay attention to the border because it's affecting New York. That is special. That takes us. That's a special kind of hubris. That's a special kind of ego right there. But everything, everything I would expect from the mayor of New York and New Yorkers in general, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Those producer price index numbers are out. Charles Payne, Fox Business, going to join us in a little bit to discuss what it is uh, that they mean. But the thing that has really been driving me today is this story about Ukraine. Joe Biden wants to send more aid to Ukraine. And as the reporting went, is looking for like $40 billion altogether. Now that 40 billion isn't actually all about Ukraine because some of it's also disaster relief. And I'll get into the latest of what's going on with the the, the fires in uh, Hawaii. This is just awful, beyond awful, and no end in sight uh, in terms of the level of damage and the number of people that are going to be found dead. Uh, the only thing I, I say to you is that if you're donating, make sure you know where you're sending your money to. Please, if, if I had, if I knew of, hey, these are the people you could trust, I would tell, I would tell you what I think or I'd tell you what I've heard uh, and share that. I don't have that as of yet. But Biden seeking $40 billion for Ukraine and disaster relief and the border. All right, you have my full attention. The White House is seeking $12 billion for ongoing disaster relief, $60 million in wildland firefighter pay to cover pay increases, and $3.9 billion to address border and migration issues. Okay. Okay. That's that's what you're looking for. And he also wants $24 billion in additional funding for Ukraine. Um can you answer for me $24 million billion for what? $24 billion 
for for weaponry because as it's been reported some of that money is for economic assistance somewhere between 8 and 11 billion dollars is about economic assistance for Ukraine if you ask me if I have from the very beginning favored supporting Ukraine in their fight against the Russians the answer is yes the answer is yes without question I favor it I still do I favor beating Vladimir Putin I have never once favored, never once favored putting any troops on the ground. As a matter of fact, I do not favor putting NATO troops on the ground to engage in training of the Patriot missile systems and other things or or some of uh, the, the tanks or the armored vehicles. No, I do not. Never have. My fear has always been that that will lead to the possibility of more troops and then commits the United States to a war, which I have no interest in. Part of this spending bill or, or this, this money that, that Biden is, is looking for, it seeks $8.5 billion from the Department of State and U.S. Agency for International Development, including $7.3 billion for economic, humanitarian, and security assistance for Ukraine and other affected countries. No. This is the moment where I said... I'm done here. I've done everything I can. I have engaged in every conversation possible. I have tried and tried, and people have yelled at me, you can't be in favor of this. It's not about being in favor of of Ukraine, like somehow it's the greatest nation on earth, but certainly I don't want to see them invaded and destroyed uh, by the Russians, by Vladimir Putin. I have no interest in this at all. And I have no interest in what this would mean regarding China's uh, ability to get in there. Now, you could argue China's already worked at this level of back-end deals, and I'm not saying no. I am saying you don't allow Putin to further uh, uh, engage in, in land acquisitions. You, you want Ukraine to be able to live free. I don't want them to be a NATO nation. I want them to be able to live free. But eight and a half billion dollars that includes seven point three billion for economic assistance to Ukraine, seven point three billion for economic assistance for Ukraine, but only four billion for our border, for the U.S. border with Mexico. Nope, I'm out. I'm done. We're finished now. Ukraine's gonna have to figure this out without us. Goodbye. If we're going to put $7.3 billion into something, it's the economic assistance of the United States citizen. We're going to put it into making sure that veterans' families are okay. We're going to put it into paying off the student loans for nurses who put their lives on the line during COVID when we all said, oh my gosh, they can die at any second, aren't they heroes? And then when you told them, get a vaccine or you're fired, they were villains. At the very least, we should pay off their student loans, or at the very least, we should be creating funds in order to create more nurses because we've got a serious issue that is going to lead to what? Dead Americans. $7.3 billion into creating a better border with a better border patrol, meaning more members and better training. 
$7.3 billion to ensure that the next person who tries to bring fentanyl over the border takes two to the head. $7.3 billion. We don't give us $7.3 billion. We give it so somebody in Ukraine can get themselves a paycheck? Screw that. That is not me being short-sighted. Oh, Tony, you don't understand the geopolitics of it all. I rank the things, and it's time the world saw that. I rank the United States citizen over the Ukrainian citizen. I don't want the Ukrainian citizen being run over by Vladimir Putin. I want them to be able to live in peace and live in freedom, but I'm not writing them a check to do it. I will write them a check to be able to have the gun to go out there and kill the Russian soldier who hasn't figured out how to take out Vladimir Putin. But I'm not writing them a check so somebody can get themselves paid and enjoy a nice dinner out while I have the border being decimated. Ranchers who deal with theft and murder day in and day out. Rape houses and rape trees because children are sold into sex slavery and moved along the line so people with ill intent can get into the country no no i'm not doing it won't be a part of it and every well it's not that the democratic uh members in my state are gonna are gonna take my call but every republican member is gonna hear from me we're done with the support of ukraine and oh oh my congresswoman by the way is victoria sparts in the indiana fifth she's gonna she's gonna be mad she, I, oh, she's going to yell at me. I know she's going to yell at me. I refuse to give Ukraine $7.3 billion for economic assistance. I won't do it. I won't, I won't, I won't do it. Why? What kind of insanity is this? They are going to have to rebuild themselves. I don't have a Marshall Plan for you. Well, Tony, it's like Charlie Wilson's war. Yeah, if you go about destroying the communists and pushing them out of Afghanistan and you don't rebuild the schools, well, then a bad element comes in. People, the bad element is here. The bad element is all around us. The bad element is killing kids a la fentanyl. The bad element is raping kids a la the coyotes who bring people across the border. The bad element is the cartels that is quite literally running cities on the border and beyond the border. Please don't tell me that if I don't build a school in Ukraine or pay for somebody's salary that I am leaving them at the whims of the communists and the radicals of Russia. No. I'm sorry, I have ranked these things by level of their importance. And the American citizen comes first. I didn't say that the Ukrainian citizen doesn't matter. I'm saying that the American taxpayer has to take care of the American citizen first, has to take care of the U.S. border first, has to take care of the U.S. veteran first, has to take care of the U.S. students first, have to take care of U.S. nurses first. The amount of money being requested should be denied in every level. It's time to demand better.
and I am more than willing to debate this subject with anyone. I'm Tony Katz. Dear Lord, it's a day of breaking news. I mean, the judge ruled on whether Trump can share information. I I will bring that to you in a little bit. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. For everyone who's been following the Hunter Biden case, and we should be clear, the Biden crime family is real, and it's the biggest story in America. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has appointed a special counsel in the ongoing probe of Hunter Biden And it's David Weiss. Wait, are you talking about the U.S. attorney from Delaware? The same David Weiss who didn't bring charges, and he claims that Merrick Garland didn't give him the power to bring charges outside of the state, and Merrick Garland's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Is it that David Weiss? Look, David Weiss, amongst Jews, is not an unfamiliar name. If there was a law firm, Weiss and Weiss and Weiss and Weiss, or it would be Weiss, Weiss, Weiss and Weiss, two of them could be named David. And two of them could have kids named David. It's, it, it's very, very possible. The DOJ notes that Weiss, who was already overseeing the Hunter Biden probe, was nominated by then-President Trump in 2017 and confirmed by the Republican-controlled Senate in 2018. So What? Please stop making that a talking point. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, 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 this is going to take a little while to, to um, unpack. You take the guy who was looking in to Biden and was to- Hunter Biden and told he couldn't Well, he wasn't told, uh, he wasn't given the authorization to engage prosecution regarding the tax stuff. So you had a bunch of things that fell out of bed because they were passed, uh, what what is the the, the time frame thing? When you've got time, uh, statute of limitations? There you go. Thank you very much. And, and now you, and now you do this? You grant him special counsel status, as is being described by ABC News. Ah, this is um. Oh, this this coming out on a Friday sucks. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. It literally just broke, and I'm reading it. As it's happening, oh, this is, I don't know, I do not know what to do with this. Because I guess one could argue that if the guy really wanted to prosecute Hunter and wasn't allowed to, well, maybe this gives him the opportunity to do so. Or is this being done so they could say, oh, look, we put a special counsel on it. Oh, there's nothing here. I guess Hunter's just totally innocent. What a good guy. And oh, by the way, Hunter, we found this bag in the White House. We think it belongs to you. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. I, don't, I honestly don't know which way to take it at this moment.
I need to read a little bit more. I need to read a little bit more into that and see uh, where it is. Uh, then there is this this story that uh, uh, Tyrese Gibson, the actor, he's suing Home Depot for a million dollars. It's a one million dollar complaint citing a violation of a civil rights act in addition to negligent hiring, supervision, and retention. The people at Home Depot are like, whoa, 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 diversity and respect for all people are core to who we are, and we do not tolerate discrimination in any form. We value Mr. Gibson as a customer, and in the months since this happened, we reached out to him and his attorney several times to try and resolve his concerns. We will continue to do so. What in the world happened? He works with a couple of people, and the claim is while plaintiffs were attempted to make an in-store purchase, store clerks purposely interfered with and refused to process the transaction based on their groundless suspicion um, of uh, the, the three arising from their skin color and their national origin. You're going to tell me that in Los Angeles, California, the checkout clerk the, the 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 cashier wouldn't sell to you because you were black and the people you were with were hispanic you want me to believe that you want me to believe as a guy who lived in southern california you want me to believe that home depot wouldn't sell to somebody who's hispanic i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this again you want me to believe that I I I I don't. I I I I don't. I can't. I can't imagine that possible. Or is it because you, Tyrese Gibson, being an actor, being famous, got recognized, you didn't want to, you want to escape the situation, you went to the car, you gave these two your credit card, and you weren't there. So they were paying with your credit card, as the story goes, and you weren't there. If you want to argue that a clerk maybe didn't handle something properly, if you want to argue that maybe uh, there there was a level of questioning you didn't like sure you want to argue they wouldn't sell to someone because they're hispanic in los angeles you're out of your tree it's it is a ridiculous thought i would laugh at tyrese gibson in front of him a cop a judge i would i would i would laugh out loud someone making that statement holy mackerel that's a story right there but this thing about um the ag Attorney General Garland appointing David Weiss as special counsel in the Hunter Biden inquiry. I honestly don't know where to take this. I don't. I don't think I'll have a good understanding on 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 what this is. Uh, you know, until Monday. What do I think this means? It gives David Weiss more powers than a typical U.S. attorney. Attorney. Three special counsels at the Justice Department currently investigating matters related to the sitting president, his son, and the previous president. Well, none of that matters. You need the inquiry from the House of Representatives. This is Tony Katz today.
unemployment is so low. Yes. We have been warding off a recession. Inflation is easing. It's still expensive at the grocery store. It still can be expensive at times for fuel. It's kind of fluctuating. But the the idea out there is that things are bad. How do you combat that idea when everything does seem to be going in the right direction, yet people still don't feel like it's going in the right direction? Is it about the economics of the world, or is it just that there's so much negativity out there in general that it kind of seeps into everything? What if it's the fact that things aren't going as well as Katie Turr over at MSNBC wants to tell her audience uh, that they're going? What if the reality is, is that people are aware of the reality around them? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Of course, we had those producer price index numbers. Those wholesale prices come out today. They're up 0.3%. Inflation in general is up to 3.2%. Who believes it's actually that low? Charles Payne joins us right now. You know him from Fox News, his show on Fox Business. And of course, you can get his book, Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com. Uh, uh, Uncover Charles Payne's time-tested winning strategies for today's stock market. You I never take investment advice from me. You could take investment advice uh, from Charles. <laughs> That's on you. Uh, you. You just got back uh, from Vegas. There, you were there at, at the at the Money Show, and and these two numbers come out: CPI and the PPI. I want to start with that CPI number, that three point two percent higher than expected. Who actually believes it's that low? Do you? No one does. No one does. Um, you know, and, and like there are things in there that's kind of odd, like airlines uh, fee fares down 8%. Has anyone been on a plane lately? Has anyone seen airline fees going down? No. Uh, you know, it's just, and then, of course, uh, uh, you start to talk about some of these other things, like food prices. Are you kidding me? And here's the real deal. Just even, the, let's just say the CPI, you took it at face value. Over the last three years, um, shelters up 17%, food at home up 20%, a new car is up 22%, electricity is up 24%, rents up 24%, transportation is up 27%, gas, utilities up 34%, uh, home prices are up, but you know, again, if you, if you didn't get in at 2%, forget it, you'll never get one. Used car prices up 42%, fuel oil up 59%. And so these are the numbers, really, like this month-to-month stuff and massaging in and X-Factor and takeout shelter, the things that they want to do. Uh, you know, and I can see how, uh, you know, someone in the general media who particularly would be fond of the Biden administration would get it all wrong because yesterday Goldman Sachs put out a headline, core CPI soft for second straight month. Listen, my grammar isn't great, but I, do, I am pretty specific when it comes to words. Maybe soft-er, but it's not soft. Nothing about it was soft. Right. It, it is it is this this constant manipulation uh, of the numbers. And that's one of the things I wanted to go over with you. If you, we take a look at all items, unadjusted 12 months ending July 2023, it's 3.2%. But if you engage all items less food and energy, because they say that those things are volatile, it's 4.7%, right. Uh, right? So that's the core CPI. Do I pay attention to the overall? Do I pay attention to the core? Which number do you think matters more to Midwest Main Street? 
the overall number, but it all matters, right? I mean, the, the whole thing matters, but the overall number, because people out there are actually eating. <laughs> so uh, if the price of food is skyrocketing, it means something. Uh, you know, the Federal Reserve can say, ah, those numbers are so volatile. We just, we just ignore them. Oh, oh okay. Um, but that's real life. You know, they start talking about their policies, and they're, they're concerned about the so-called wealth effect and those kind of things. Well, guess what? When people are spending their whole check just to pay rent and eat, there is no wealth effect. Talking to Charles Payne of Fox uh, Business. Uh, catch him every Monday through Friday at Fox Business. And, of course, the book Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com. This then goes into the wholesale prices. Uh, that wholesale pricing is up 0.3%. That is the cost of manufacturing. What it is that's actually being created. Uh, we often speak to Dr. Matt Will. He's an economist out of the University of Indianapolis. And he constantly reminds that take a look at what's happening in those warehouses, what's happening with how people are stocking up for the holidays, with these inventories, and you realize that the manufacturing is down, the wholesale prices are up, so they're actually creating less, and what they create costs more. This is the indicator of the sluggishness of the problems to come. You agree with that? I agree a thousand percent. This also, uh, you know, takes away this notion of so-called greedflation. You know, again, you know, the media and these certain uh, certain uh, economists trying to circle the wagons over the fact that all that free money, modern monetary theory, uh, $6.7 trillion, uh, of, uh, most of it we did not need post-pandemic. Uh, you know, uh, it has worked, has failed miserably because we're still grappling with this inflation, which is one of the most insidious things that can happen to an economy. Uh, and so, you know, producers are having to bite the bullet right now. They're obviously having trouble passing these numbers on. And even within that number, you still have uh, two two items, right? You have goods. Uh, which is, which was it's not you know the inflation on goods have come down a lot because we bought all the refrigerators and the cars and the houses but services that number was huge and again that's what we have to look at so you know it's it's still uh, the, the inflationary pressures have not gone away at all and to your point this suggests that they won't go away for a long time. The other one, just really quickly, uh, is is when you hear, like like you heard it in that intro, people talk inflation is not inflation. Uh, unemployment is, is so low. Where are we on labor force participation? Uh, and are we seeing with these layoffs that have been coming, especially from the big tech world, uh, are we expecting to see more of that? Is that what you're hearing from the business community? We're going to see more layoffs, uh, but here's what's really happening. Here's the dirty secret about the jobs market. That last job support, uh, there's two surveys. There's an establishment survey and a household survey. And for some reason, they pick and choose which one of those makes the headlines. Uh, the household survey showed a dramatic decline. I think I want to say four or 500,000 less people working full-time and almost a million people working part-time. Hours have gone down considerably. And so, yeah, employers are loath to let people off right now because training folks, particularly in this world where it's no longer about IQ, it's EQ, right? Emotions, you know, you can't criticize anyone. They, they leave the job. They don't want to work on Mondays. They want to work wink, wink from home on Fridays. They're like, if I've got a good employee, I'll do what I can to keep them. But those employees, their actual, their actual paycheck is going down because even if you give them a few more bucks, 
if you take a couple of hours from them, or you make them part-time instead of full-time. So there's some real degradation going on within the labor market that is not being talked about at all. And we, we, everybody now agrees, because you've even seen the, the White House push this. You've already seen uh, large-scale businesses push this. Everybody's got to get back to the office. This remote working led to a horrific amount of, of production, a total lack of production, and no one could survive like this. When Zoom says you got to stop with the Zoom calls and <laughs> come back to work, I mean, <laughs> Zoom told its workers to come back. <laughs> that says it all right there. Talking to Charles Payne of Fox Business. Catch him every Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. making money with Charles Payne and get the book Unstoppable Prosperity at unstoppableprosperity.com. Going back to some of the things that we're seeing in in this economy is this, as we've described it here, this fight between the Biden administration and really a progressive ideology and Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And this is where we get into this interest rate conversation. You talk about housing. I had discussed earlier this week that I almost bought a house last weekend, but stared at that 7% interest rate on a mortgage and and. My wife and I said, we live easy now. There's no need to make it tougher. And there's no guarantee that in three to five years, the interest rates are going to come down to a place that you would refinance. And it was worth it to take the risk uh, at, at uh, the, the moment. Who's winning this fight really between Jerome Powell and Joe Biden, if you would categorize it uh, like that? And what, what are the banks that you're talking to? What are the, the, the smart guys thinking about where interest rates are going to go? Well, there's a big debate about that. Um, there's a huge argument on actually who is winning. You've got a lot of people in the street saying recession is right around the corner. You've got a lot of people in the street saying inflation, another spike in inflation is right around the corner. Um, you know, and what, what has thrown us off, again, we, Tony, we've never dealt with this. We've never, ever even adjusted for inflation. Uh, you, just the amount of money that was artificially poured into this economy, um, it, it just blew everyone's model out of the, out of the water. You cannot... Uh, effectively understand how it skewed everything. Uh, and then on top of the money th- thrown in it, when people didn't have to pay mortgages, what did they spend that money on? When people didn't have to do student loans, I mean, you know, we're going to find out as these student loans, people, folks have to pay these student loans back, uh, and, and credit card interest rates are now 21%, and auto loan interest rates are at a 17-year highs. We're going to start to really find some things out here. So there's some money still slossing around, but not, not as much as there was. Uh, I, I can, so you can argue who's winning between Powell and Biden, but I could tell you who the loser is. The loser are your listeners right now. They're losing big time, big time, uh, because they've dealt with 40-year inflation. Many of them never had to even deal with this. A lot of folks have never never saw this in their lifetime, unless they lived in a, you know, and, and as, as an adult, you would have to be in your 60s, late 50s, 60s, to have, say this actually dealt with this as an adult. Uh, so this is a first time for so many Americans, and the, the double ed, the double next punch is a recession. So imagine inflation eats up everything, your savings, uh, to your, your, it just erodes everything. And then after that, you deal with a recession that may take your job. It's a hell of a one-two punch. Yeah, the, the recession talk, we talk about what's going on in Europe, and they are in recession, two negative quarters of GDP. You saw that China's exports were down, and, and while I, I – I'm in favor of anything that hurts China economically. Their exports down is because people can't afford to buy the goods uh, around the globe. Um, But I'm not wrong in thinking this global recession will come for us. We don't, 
we're not strong enough or, to be able to be immune from it. No, no, we're not. Uh, you know, we're, we've got a, a global economy, and you know, this is one of the reasons people argue, like, you know, maybe we should spend a little bit more time beefing up, um, you know, beefing up the uh, the domestic economy. Uh, it, it's going to come for us. There's no doubt about it. Now the question is, is will deflation come for us, which is even a scarier pros- uh, prospect, you know, when you go into some sort of economic death spiral or, you know, I don't, I don't want to go shopping today for an apple at a dollar if I think it's going to be 95 cents tomorrow. And I won't go tomorrow if I think it's going to be 93 cents next Monday. Charles Payne, uh, the book Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com. You can also uh, take a look at some of his live sessions that he does. Also catch him on Fox Business every Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Charles, I always appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. A trans man was kicked out of a trans conference for asking questions about trans children. 2023 is weird. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. My thanks to Charles Payne for being with us. I haven't spoken to him in a while. It's good good to catch up. The story is about a woman who claims to be a man. So it's a woman, but lives her life as a man. I I don't have to get it. I don't have to understand it. No, part of that is part of the story right now. As the story goes, she's at this event. And while at the event, asked a question about kids. The rapid medicalization of gender diverse children. And this is the quote. Every single person there, at least by their outward behavior, was in complete agreement with that non-critical affirmative only approach. It's like at no point in the development of standards of care for gender dysphoria is any actual clinical evidence based oversight happening. Meaning, No one cares about the science. They care about pumping kids full of hormones and puberty blockers and engaging surgeries to physically mutilate them. Where is the care for the science? Where is the care to prove that these things won't have some disastrous effect on children? Remember, anybody who tells you that a puberty blocker is completely reversible and won't have any effect on a kid is a liar, is disgusting. If they're a doctor, they shouldn't even have a medical license. This is insane. You mean if I take ivermectin, I'm taking a horse, whatever it was, and I'm going to kill myself. But if I give a child a puberty blocker, it's reversible? Sit down and shut up every part of your face. You sound crazy. By the way, I had to double check myself. Ivermectin was the was the one uh, that was for, for animals, right? I mean, they make a human one, and there's one for animals, and everyone lied about it and said it was just for animals. It's like, oh, you're just such ridiculous frauds. Yeah, I think it was Ivermectin. If I got it wrong, just tell me. But you know where I am in the conversation. Um... The, 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 this this woman continues. Uh, he uh, he gets a little confusing. She calls uh, herself Aaron. Okay, that's what was really so alarming. That it's activist driven from start to finish. It's not healthcare. 
Aaron is concerned about the emerging, quote, social trend facilitating transition. Just as we have discussed, this is social contagion. This isn't real. This is, I'm going to get into more of this, activists who push the desire to break apart Western civilization, to break apart the family. Oh, you're not going to let your child do this. You're not affirming of your child. Mm, I guess we're going to have to intervene to make sure the child is safe and protected. Dear Lord, using children as weapons? I mean, this is Marxism 101. This is what they do. And everybody gets it. They can see with their own eyes how maddening this is. Let me at least start. And as I said, I will get more into this. Let me start with it with a baseline. So you can quote me and it's fine. There is no such thing as gender affirming care. That's a lie. And doctors who promote that should be questioned and there should be a serious discussion of whether or not they should have medical licenses. There's no such thing as gender affirming care. Oh, Tony, you're not a doctor. You don't get to say, yeah, yeah, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Of course I get to say, I'm a member of society. I get to say, and don't tell me the doctors are experts. They're the ones screaming gender affirming care like it's something. What do we, why don't we just go back to leeches? No, wait, maybe leeches actually did something. Gender affirming care is not a thing. You're talking about the desire to abuse children. You're not talking about caring for children. And as as Aaron uh, Terrell here is pointing out, you're not talking about science. There's no scientific engagement, only activist fanaticism. Protect your children from that at all costs. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Today.